sense to take me out of the game and let me sit for a while. He let me sit for an extended period of time, actually. My teammates played so great, and they shut Chicago down defensively, kept the game close, and when I went back in, it was, I, don't, I think it was maybe with only six minutes or so to go, I was sitting on the bench saying, Al, you know, I'm kind of ready to go back in here, and he kept me there for that long period of time. When I went back in, I remembered like it was yesterday, uh, Ron. I, we were right in front of our bench at the Oakland Coliseum Arena. I got passed to me. I was open from 18, 19 feet. And again, I had missed all those shots. A lot of guys wouldn't have taken the shot. You know, I already knew that I was going to be the GOAT if we don't win. And so I got to shoot the ball. So I made that one, and I think I made five of my last seven shots and made a really nice pass to George Johnson on a play and got him an easy basket inside that kind of helped seal our victory. And it was just a memorable experience. I remember it like it happened yesterday. George Johnson was just incredible, our backup center to Clifford Ray, who was blocking shots and playing so great. Jamal Wilkes, Phil Smith played so well, Derek Dickey, all of those guys, Butch Beard. It was, it was a very rewarding experience. One of the things, Rick, that I always thought made you special was like Michael Jordan. He said to me one time, and I think this applies to Rick Barry as well, when the game is on the line, I want to be the one to decide the outcome. If I succeed, I'll take the glory. If I fail, I'll take the blame. And you know as well as I do, not everybody is comfortable uh, with taking that chance. Uh, would you agree with that statement? I tell people all the time that I, if I could have arranged for every game that I ever played in my life to come down to the last 10 seconds with the game on the line, I would want the ball in my hands, and I would have thought I would died and went to heaven if that happened. <laughs> when you uh, started out, at least at college, you were an All-American basketball player at the University of Miami. How did you end up down there? Well, if you uh, were born and raised in the Northeast, uh, it's not a place that you want to necessarily stay all the time, <laughs> in the wintertime especially. Uh, it's really survival of the fittest. I tell people that you survive when you live in the Northeast and you live when you come out West or in the Midwest. And I wanted to get far, as far away as I possibly could. I certainly didn't want to go to, to college having to wear an overcoat and earmuffs and gloves and galoshes and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I got to go to a school that was as far away as I could probably get uh, and, and be nice and warm on the East Coast, that is, and that's down to Miami, Florida. So I could wear flip-flops and shorts and T-shirts to school all the time, and it turned out to be the greatest thing ever because Bruce Hale, who was the coach down there, played a style of basketball that was basically being four years in training to get ready for the NBA. We played man-to-man defense. He was a former pro coach. He helped me so much in preparing me for my entry into the NBA. To be honest with you, when I went to the NBA, Ron, it was easier than playing in college basketball because in college basketball, when I was a senior, every team defense was geared to try to shut me down. I had box and ones, triangles and twos. I had everything going to try to stop me. When I went to the pros, I had one guy guarding me. I'm going, oh my God, this is unbelievable. This is easy. <laughs> you know, when I take a look at your senior year, I want everybody to hear this. Uh, Rick averaged 37.4 points per game, and as you already pointed out, you had double teams, you had all these type of exotic defenses trying to shut you down. What is it that Bruce Hale did that he saw in you? I always had a sense that he probably let you be yourself, both as a player and also from a personality standpoint. Am I right in that observation? Well, yeah, I mean, good coaches really have to evaluate their personnel and their talent. And what you try to do is, I always think that you have to be flexible as a coach on the offensive end of the court especially. You can't demand your players to play an offense that you want them to play because you like that offense if it's not conducive to the talents and skills that they have. You have to be willing to adjust. And so you need to put in an offense that takes advantage of the abilities of your players. 
and we played an up-tempo style, as I said, was pro basketball, basically, man-to-man defense, and get out and run. Run. Without the three-point shot, we averaged just under 100 points a game. <laughs> what was his greatest talent? What was the thing that Bruce Hale did the best? Let us play. I mean, you know, taught us how to play the game the way it benefits anyone who's a really good athlete. And especially in today's game, these young people are such amazing athletes. To not put them in an up-tempo running situation is ludicrous. To play slow-down basketball with the physical abilities of these players is crazy. But, Rick, you were like a coach on the floor, both at the pro level and also, I would assume, at the college level as well. You didn't just play basketball well. You were a guy that broke down the game. Did you enjoy the mental aspect of playing basketball?